Welcome to Real Talk. I am Tina. And I am Anne. So how are you doing, Tina? I mean, we have not been able to really catch our listeners up with how we've been doing since the 4th of July. So how was yours? It was actually really, really great. I'm going to brag on my kids for a minute because my grandpa asked my oldest son if he wanted to mow his grass. And they have a massive yard. It's beautiful. It looks like a park system, several acres. And so instead of swimming, which we did for two hours, my son decided that he would help his grandpa and cut the grass. Mm-hmm. And he did not know that grandpa was going to pay him. I mean, it was just a quick, yeah, sure. You know, like I'm happy to help. And he did fantastic. I am so unbelievably proud of him. And, you know, it was just one of those days where things could have gone south, but they were just so great. So my oldest helped his grandpa cut the grass. My middle child, he got stung twice in the pool and oh. was initially same arm and all. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he was initially afraid to go back in and then overcame his fears. I was so proud of him and went back in, just had a great rest of the day. And my youngest jumped off the diving board for the first time. And so that was exciting. And Mm -hmm. I think the icing on the cake was that my mom, who has early onset dementia, was in the pool with us for the very first time in, in years. I mean, we can usually get her to sit on the side of the pool, but she actually came in with us. And there was a time where she laughed and it was like her usual old self laugh. And so it kind of tears me up right now thinking about it and talking about it. But in that moment, it was just the very best thing. So my fourth was great. That's so amazing. I mean, there's just so much there, all the feels, all the emotions. Oh my goodness. I mean, your um, son, I just want to, that is just such a great thing to do for his grandfather. And the fact that he can do that at 10 years old, you know, I mean, such independence, such, you know, um, thoughtfulness. Uh, that's that's a wonderful thing, Tina. Thought so too. And you know, to be honest, I don't even think my husband and I can take full credit for him because I truly, honestly, really think part of him was just born this way, this tender, sweet, compassionate boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can see it on his face. I mean, he, he just radiates that. So, I mean, but he gets that honestly. I, I mean, you're the same way. So, and and so is your husband. So, I mean, that's, uh, you guys are really teaching these boys good things. Thank you so much. How was your fourth? Well, we had, we have had a great time with family and friends for the last few weeks. I'm just telling you, we are so partied out. I, (laughs) we are too. (laughs) We have had an amazing time and we just went to, Cleveland, where my kids did the splash pad and this mobile roller skating rink, which I talked to them and they're like, this is the first time we've ever been here. But I mean, they just lay this thing down and they give the kids skates and they just, you know, skated for free. And I said, this is an amazing thing. So we've just been, it, it really, it has been, and we've just been doing all the fun things and trying to make their summer as fun as possible. Uh, but let's get to the meat of our episode today. Tina, you and I both have had a great deal of trauma in our past. And one of the things that you are doing to get to the core of who you are is getting ready to go on this two-week excursion through some of the dangerous trails 
in Hawaii. Yes. Back in 2009, when I first laid eyes on the Kalalau Trail, I knew one day I would want to see that rugged coastline from my point of view, not from a boat or from the sky, which are the only two other ways that you can access this trail. It is 22 miles in length, and you just have your backpack, all your stuff on your back, and you camp out. And I know it's just going to be so beautiful. If anybody wants to know the Kalalau Trail, it is the backdrop to Jurassic Park. It's those emerald cliffs that you see. And why I've been asked so many times, why this trail? Why? Is it because of the danger? Is it because of this or that? And no, it's it's really a deeper reason than just the beauty of the trail and my love for the great outdoors. I've been thinking and dreaming about it since 09 when we honeymooned to Kauai and we did do a boat tour to see that Jurassic Park coastline. But it really became a reality when my mom was officially diagnosed with her early onset dementia in 2021. That diagnosis devastated my mom and me and it still does and it is progressing quickly. So I knew that I would need something to look forward to so that I didn't lose all hope, especially since my dog passed away that same year, which was my source of comfort, my very best friend. So I began researching the trail and then making a plan and working toward my strength goals. I dropped baby weight. I began eating better. I watched the series Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, who was Thor, in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) And... It's where I learned that your 40s are a pivotal decade for your brain and your body. And so I made the decision that the time is now and I want to be in the best shape of my life for myself and for my family. So in that series, Limitless, Chris did genetic testing and his results were revealed to him during the last episode. And it really gutted me because you could see the anguish just on his face and in his body language as he learned that he has the APOE4 gene, which carries a tenfold greater risk of developing Alzheimer's. Hmm. And it's changed the game for him. He actually has taken a step back from acting. He's not quitting. He's just not doing as much because he said he wants to focus more on his family and really process what that meant for him, knowing that he has that gene. Hmm. So I did not do genetic testing, and I don't know if I will. But what I am doing is everything I can to live my very best life with the things I have control over in it. So interestingly, I was running one week and I was listening to a podcast. And while listening to it, I I wanted to quit running. Even every time I go to a workout, I would tell myself lots of very real reasons why I shouldn't go today. Oh, you know, you have to catch up on laundry. You have to do this. You should spend time with your kids. You know, all the excuses. Mm -hmm. So I'm running the one week and I'm listening to a podcast, a brand new one. I'm not even sure if I remember what it's called, but while I was listening to it, I just, I wanted to quit running. I was tired and I kept telling myself, remember why you started, remember why you started, remember your why. Moments later, you'll never believe it, but the podcast guest said that very same thing. Oh my goodness. I know. I smiled and I just ran even faster. And it was my why that kept me going. It's my why that will keep me going. And so I guess what I wanted to say is the next time you want to just quit, remember why you started. That is just so powerful. I mean, that just makes me want to accomplish 
<laughs> some of the greatest things right now. I mean, some of some of the hardest things. I can just picture you just pushing through and running faster and faster while you're listening to that. And that's that sounds like a movie. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I I remember that day. I mean, you know, one of those like, oh my gosh, your eyes get wide and you're like, you were just thinking about some that very thing. And then moments later, they say it. I was like, it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a moment for sure. Well, this is going to be an amazing adventure for you, for sure. I'm sure it is the only thing that's been on your mind lately. But when, you know, you're going to go on this trip and the listeners and myself, we just can't wait for you to come back with a lot of stories and things that we can learn from you. Well, thank you. I hope to learn and grow so much from this adventure, really looking for a deep transformation, if you will. I think it will take me some time to process it all, and I believe it will keep giving me gifts as the months go on after I return. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this reminds me of going into a treatment center when I was in my 20s and people thought that I really needed to go. You know, it it makes your life go on pause and you reflect and you grow. Everything stops for a moment in time and you come out with yes. a different perspective than when you went in. Yes, sometimes you just need a different view to clear your mind and refill it in a different way to to reshape it and I'm absolutely looking for that, especially because I, I've i always really known I'm a highly sensitive person, but I just started really diving into what that means and learning more about me and why I need alone time in the day, every day, a little bit of alone time and why overstimulation is bothersome to me. And so I'm ready for this pause. You know, this trip is going to be you against you, it, you against the elements and you against the terrain and you against your mind, you against your physical abilities. Absolutely. I am totally looking forward to this trip as an internal strengthening and I am praying for physical health. I've been nursing and overtraining right foot injury right now. So I've been sidelined for the last 10, 12 days, I'm not able to really do a whole lot of training, but it is getting better. I've been advised by my physical therapist, it will likely get worse on the trail, but we are doing all kinds of things to be prepared for that and to be in the right mental strength mode, if you will, to get through that. But I can literally feel the excitement, the energy, the growth, the beauty, the peace, the rest in my body. Truthfully, I, I feel it. Well, then you will have that. You just know that it's the right thing and the right timing. And I'll be thinking about you and your foot while you're gone and hope you can endure whatever it is and you and it can just get you to the end. So absolutely. You know what this reminds me of is that movie. There's a movie called Facing the Giants. Have you ever seen it? I have not. I've not heard of it either. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you are going to get the chance to watch this movie before you go, but if you get like, I don't even think it's two hours, like an hour and a half, it's really worth, it is so inspiring about this boy named David and a football team called the Giants. So, 
I mean, right? It I mean, it's, familiar. <laughs> yeah, it does sound familiar. You know, David and Goliath in the Bible, and he was definitely the underdog in that situation. There was absolutely no reason that David should have won against that giant, but he did. And so, you know, this movie Facing the Giants is just that this underdog football team and this boy named David, they go against a team called the Giants, but they also find that their biggest hurdles were really within themselves and they had to tackle their own beliefs and their own doubts about their own abilities and found that anything was possible with God and anything was possible when they put their mind to it. I love the way that movie sounds already just hearing about it. The team was actually only doing as well as they believed, which was that they couldn't beat anybody. And they really did believe they couldn't do it. So they didn't. Sometimes we are as good as our thoughts. We are as good as how we talk to ourselves. And if we tell ourselves we can't, we are right. That is so true. So powerful. So I've been practicing some positive self-talk and encouragement and also talking to myself about giving my own self grace, much like I would anybody else but me, you know? Right. And like I said, I am a highly sensitive person. If you're hearing this thinking, maybe I am too. Yeah, look it up. Lots of good stuff about it. Um, and I'm just new into diving into that part of me. But I'm learning that those very things that you say, what we tell ourselves we are or we become. I'm learning that the positive self-talk is a big deal. The self-compassion is a big deal. I'm learning that I need alone time to recharge. I need time in nature. Lots of studies that shows how powerful nature is for all of us. Um, Meditation to help calm my nervous system. I just want to encourage each listener to find what works for you to bring you peace and do it unapologetically. You know, we have this episode that we did, Tina and I did, Stopping Short of Success. And that mindset of not believing in myself often made me just stop short. But the day I told myself that success is on the other side of that obstacle, I made me dig in my heels to do it. I cannot tell you how many times in my life that I wanted to stop right before breaking through. I mean, there are so many obstacles that make us believe that we can't. I mean, we can just think of them, any kind of excuse that we want to. We can think yeah. of it. We, we can believe that we just can't because of whatever reason. So that we just stop short and don't realize that success was right on the other side of that obstacle. Quickly, I want to share something. When I was a kid, we had to stand up in front of the class and tell everybody what we wanted to be. I think I was like, I don't even think it was, I was still in elementary school, but I said I wanted to be an actor and I lived on the stage or created in my room all the time. And I was always acting things out or writing or drawing or playing instruments. And that's where my happy place was. And it still is. I actually was in some musicals and plays and was never more thrilled. Now I get that same feeling doing the podcast or writing like you, I mean, I'm sure on the radio every morning, it is a purpose. And that is what we love to do. So making a difference by creating in Exodus 9, it says, but I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed. So create with purpose. I mean, God created with purpose. And I just got a shirt that said create with purpose. I absolutely love it. 
you know, what you are going to do on those trails is create, forge a new path, a path less traveled. You are going to conquer. That's so sweet that you say you are going to conquer. It's what my spiritual counselor just said to me the other day as well, go and conquer. So I think I I just have a big smile on my face if you can't tell by how I'm talking, because I love when you hear things more than once, you know, you really pay attention to that. And I think, I think you're absolutely right about everything that you just said. I didn't know if I could do the training for this trip and lots and lots of mornings, probably 95% of mornings or days or evenings, whenever I would be training, I would come up with excuses of why I couldn't, didn't want to, shouldn't, can't, you know, not good enough, this, that, the other thing. But you know what? I now know I can conquer this trail because I've conquered training. I know there's going to be challenging parts, both physically and mentally for me, but I also know that I can do it and I will never quit. Oh, I know you. I know you're going to do it. And I can feel it when you're just talking about it. You know, I thought of you when I was watching that movie, Facing the Giants, the other night, because there was this kid, not the David character, but he was the captain of the football team. And he did not believe in himself or the team. And it showed. I mean, the coach had put this 160-pound other kid on top of this kid to do like this lobster crawl all the way down the field. Well, he was blindfolded, so he could not tell where he was or what he was doing, you know, and he said to uh, the coach, I can't even, I'll barely make it to the 20. And the coach said, well, let's try the 50. But because he didn't know where he was on the field and he didn't know how far he had gone, he made it to the end zone. And it was his own self that had stopped him before that. But when he couldn't see the obstacles, which was the line on the field or whatever, I mean, he made it all the way. Oh, I love this so much. I'm such a visual person and I will carry that story with me on the trail and in that exact way that you phrased it. Maybe I don't, I'm not going to exactly know how far I am along the trail, but I think if I don't stop and I just keep going until I see that beach, I will be just fine. A beach at the end of the trail. Oh my gosh, that's just amazing. I didn't even know that part of it. So waterfall. <laughs> oh my. Oh, the, the exact, secluded. So the exact scene from the Jurassic Park, that waterfall, that's what you're talking about? I don't know if it's exactly that waterfall, but it's in the opening scene of um, Jurassic Park where you see yeah. those beautiful old cliffs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to have to go watch it just to, <laughs> to know where you are. So where you're going to be for sure. So I was just talking to a friend about you and I said, you know, she is going to do this. She is going to do this. And I am so proud of her. Thank you. You know what? To be honest with you, I am proud of me too. I don't know if I've said that very often, but I really am. My fears have been overcome by excitement and I feel ready to go. We all have dreams. What mountain is standing in your way, you know, for the list people that are listening? What obstacle? I mean, back to my story for a second, that dream never went away. I wanted to create when I was a kid and I want to create now. 
and it took different paths, but I always made sure that I was still creating with purpose. You would think with me wanting to follow my dreams, I would have went to Hollywood or New York because that's what I wanted to do. But I allowed obstacles to stop me. I'm not sure why I felt such an obligation for me to stay home for my mom instead of leave for my dream. And I still went to college, but I didn't go the path that I wanted. And because I thought of her and I continued that until she died in 2008. And by then I had married and had my kids and now my younger kids I'm raising. And I step back and I say, what obstacles were put here by me? I mean, I still wrote a book and I worked in media for many years and have had my own column and have written many speeches that I've done. You know, when I worked in the jail system, I got to write and preach and realize that there is not one way up that mountain. There are many ways. So some take the exact path that they knew that they would take and some take the path that is more treacherous of that is or that is the one less traveled or take the detour. But it is not about how we get there, but that we get there. Amen. Absolutely. I love that. It's not about how we get there, but that we get there. You know, I recently realized, and this was so interesting to me, I was talking to my friend and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, um, there, I was good friends in high school with a guy who won an Emmy, another friend of mine who I liked, liked <laughs> on my swim team, <laughs> you know, we like, I like, 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 um, yes. <laughs> yeah. We were on the swim team together and we used to, you know, choose the lane to swim with each other in the lane and considered ourselves in a kid way, boyfriend and girlfriend. And he's a Hollywood producer. I didn't even know that, but he's a Hollywood producer. And another boyfriend of mine was his, um, his brother is a Hollywood cameraman. And I had some opportunities there that I let go. And I know another friend of mine who's husband is a lead guitarist of a famous band. And I mean, there's a couple more people I could, you know, and it just makes me wonder why they fulfilled their dreams. And mine was just different. So I'm like, what the heck, God, when my thoughts go to how did I end up in this small town when my dreams were so big? You know, I realize that dreams can be fulfilled where we are. Dreams are a process. And when I look back on my careers, because I've had several, I realized I never stopped creating and I've always been able to do it with purpose and in really fulfilling ways. Even my photography, you know, I guess what we ask ourselves, if our dreams did take a different path, are we fulfilled? Are we using what we have inside of us to our potential? Are we giving it our all? I mean, Tina, I bet you have you never thought that you could train for something like this. So you're right. At first, I thought I was going to die in training. It was CrossFit. It's been CrossFit style training. And never did I ever think I could do 140 burpees ever oh in a gosh. single hour, you oh. know, along with, I don't even know how many other just torturous <laughs> training drills. But you know what? I realized how much I like it and how much I need it. And even though I didn't want to go most days because I knew it was going to be hard and my brain would tell me this or that, I found the more I climbed the mountain, the more confident I felt each time. 
you know, I've trained. I mean, I was always an athlete. I did two a days, very tough sport, you know, swimming. It's, you know, uses every muscle in your body. And oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would swim two hours in the morning and two hours after school and I would train um, still weights and everything, dry land. So I, I know what it takes to be your best in something, but I also know where some of our biggest demons lie and you can drive yourself in the pool. You can drive yourself on those treacherous mountains in Hawaii. You can drive yourself on the football field like that movie, but our minds are some of our biggest obstacles to overcome. And I can still see myself in front of that class saying, I wanted to be an actress, an actor. And this kid said, well, girls can't be actors. They're actresses. And do you know that I just left the front of the classroom, sat down defeated, thinking to myself, well, I can't even do that right. Oh, man. I know. So for our listeners, what is your mountain? What is that obstacle that is keeping you from following the path you want to? Do you know what I admire about you, Tina? As you are approaching 40, you are in the best shape in training your mind as well. That was so sweet. Thank you, Anne. Well, I do want to be my best for myself and my family. I don't want to have any regrets. I want to be able to look back and say, I did everything I could to be in my best shape physically and mentally. And maybe some people think, gosh, you're almost 40 and like you're just figuring this out. Again, however you get there, doesn't matter how, as long as you get there. You know, I just want to add that some of the things that I'm doing in my life I feel the best I ever have. I've always felt like I'm behind my peers and I am living a very successful, loving, just wonderful life. And I'm just so happy. So for the most part, I mean, of course I have my moments, but I mean, I always, you know, it's just taken forever to get to this point in my life. And I'm just very grateful for where I am. So um, and that's what I admire about you, the the true joy that you have. You give so much hope for any one of us who's had a hard, traumatic past. I just think of you and I think Anne can do it. So can I. Well, thank you, Tina. I appreciate that. You know, knowing that success is at the top or at the beach, I mean, it's beyond the work, beyond the pain, beyond the unknown. I mean, the unknown can be one of our biggest obstacles. Oh, yes. I remember that feeling early on when I started. It was like, I remember when I said I was going to do it, this trail. And then once I said I was going to do the trail, it was like, well, there's no backing down now, you know? And then I was like, but I'm scared to death. Like, I don't know a whole lot about the trail, meaning I don't know all of the terrain and how technical it is and, you know, this or that. But as you research and you read and people who've gone before you, and then part of me wants to learn as I go as well. Um, the unknown can be really scary, but yes. it can also be exhilarating and drive you. And that's where I'm at now. And that's why so many of us stay where we are instead of choose to push through, because sometimes no matter how awful where we're living is, you know, we decide to stay because the unknown, which could be better, is so scary that we actually stay there. So, I mean, when I have said yes to anything, I didn't know what was ahead. It's saying yes. 
It's showing up. It's giving your best whatever level that is at that moment. It's just doing it over and over and over until you reach the summit. A question for our listeners, what hurdle makes you stop halfway up that mountain or halfway on that trail and turn around before you reach the peak? You know, I have lost my way and I have taken different paths, but I'm here and Tina is here and we are here in this moment in time and we are creating with purpose. And this was the unknown, but this podcast is doing what we set out for it to do. And we want to help one life at a time. We want to help others in their trauma. Uh You know, there's this quote that I saw by Jay Lynn. It's just Jay period Lynn, the hardest mountain to climb is the one within. That's so true. It's so true. And I'm just starting to learn how to remind myself, kind of talk myself down, you know, as we've been talking about to this episode with self-compassion and positive self-talk to fight that, that mental battle that, um, you know, my, my therapist calls it the, what is it called? And when the, it's not fight or flight. I have a lot of that as well, but it's um, the internal, you know, battle. She told me that this is going to be the hero and the end of my story. And for some reason, I can't think of what the term is um, at the moment, but it's that almost like self-sabotage, but that's not the exact okay. word. Um, right. I'm not sure, but I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yes. It's, it's overcoming that. It's quieting that voice. Okay. So it was part of that therapy that you were doing, um, yes. that family, what, what's it called again? Internal family si- systems, IFS. Right. I mean, is that part of the IFS? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really the only part we've been working on is, is that self-compassion with trying to, you know, quiet the mind and, and quiet like that lion within that is always wanting to pounce and say, no, you're not enough, you know, that just alert, alert, alert. Gosh, it's going to drive me nuts that I can't think of it. So I'm going to have to Google it. And okay. <laughs> why can't I think of this? Well, you know, when you're talking about it, it reminds me of the devil and the angel on each side, you know, and the one side of you is going, oh, you're so great. You can do this. And the other one's going, no, you can't. No, no, you can't. Right. It's the inner it's, critic. I didn't yeah. even have to Google it. As soon as I was about to, it came oh, to me. Oh, the inner, inner critic. critic is loud. Okay. But I'm told that will be the hero of my story. Oh, well, I believe that, that you'll be able okay. to conquer I'll that. Yet, you but maybe able... I will get there. <laughs> you can. I know you can. I mean, it kind of reminded me of this, like, joke um, of this, well, this one person, and it was really funny. I mean, they said that they didn't have two, a devil and an angel on them. They had two devils. You know, one was, or even even if it was a an angel, whatever it was, it was like one side was saying, you can't do this. And the other saying, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) So, you know, Michael Jordan said, obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up, figure out how to climb it, go through it or work around it. And, you know, Trauma has touched so many areas of my life that I allowed it to stop me. I allowed trauma and loss to affect so many of my relationships and so much of who I was. We do have an episode coming up on how trauma and loss can touch every relationship that we have. And honestly, it could be some of the biggest hurdles that we overcome, our very own trauma, 
our very own blocks within ourselves. That's so good. I don't even have a, a better quote to add at this point. I am just so grateful that we get to do this and we get to talk through it. And hopefully it does help the one because I'm, I'm in it just for the one. People made a difference in my life and they might have felt at the time that they were just beating their head against a wall with me. And I really appreciate that, you know, and I can name, I can think in my head exactly the people that made a difference in my life. And if this podcast can do that for somebody else, um, we, we're just grateful and thankful that we get to do this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you to all of our wonderful listeners. Yes, thank you. And we'll talk to Tina when she gets back. And uh, we will have another episode. I think we'll have an episode while she's gone with her not in it. But uh, we will be thinking of her and our prayers go off with her. And we can't wait to talk to you when you get back, Tina. Thank you so much. I can't wait to unpack my whole trip with you and our listeners, too, as it comes to me. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.